Hey friends, my name is Jordan and I'm here with Savannah and Jordo and Jenny and we are from New Life Church and we are just excited to be with you guys today. So long story, super short. This is our first podcast. We're so excited, excited, especially about the topic. So we are going to be talking today all about spiritual warfare all the things, but guess what? Specifically about not in my house, which is the title of the podcast. And so uh, we're here and we're going to be talking from all different manners, areas of life, everything. And this is just going to be a real authentic conversation about uh, where we've been with spiritual warfare, what it's been like for our families to walk through um, valleys, mountaintop experiences with God. Um, We have a real enemy, but we have a greater and real God that is not even the opposite of the enemy. Newsflash, he is holy, altogether different. And so what that means for you and I is that we already have the victory, but we have this real thing called a family. So regardless of whether you are adopted in foster care, whether you have two, like you have two parents, a mom and a dad and brothers and sisters, or whether you're an only child, whether you have extended family, a grandma, grandpa or a parent or guardian, whatever you have somewhere along the lines in your life, you have had a family unit, even if you don't have a family that you live with, but someone birthed you, you came onto this planet somehow, some way through a mom. And so we believe that as we take stand, take a, take a stand for our families um, that God will be glorified and that our community is going to be safe for the cause of Christ. And so anyways, Anyways. we're going to get into a little conversation all about spiritual warfare in the household, what that looks like and what that's been like for us. So the first question I have to ask you guys, and it doesn't matter who goes first, is what is spiritual warfare? Why? What are we talking about? What does that even mean? Some people don't even know what that means. Well, I'm... I'm a, be- I'm a firm believer because the Bible says that we are in war mm. and that we have a victory through the blood of Jesus, through his name, the name of Jesus, but we are in a war. Yeah. And it's important that we know and that we are active to understand that this is not from flesh to flesh. This is we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and that we have spirits that are actively sent on assignment to destroy what God wants to do in our lives. Demons are crazy. Yes, but (laughs) they are sent not from God, but by Satan himself. But God is bigger. And I think there's often two things that the enemy wants us to do as Christians. One is he wants us to ignore him. Mm. So ignore. Satan wants us to do two things. Uh, Oh, yeah. One, and this is often what Christians do. Ignore it. It's not real. Wow. Or hypersensitive and overarching reactions, everything's a demon. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that's not true. And neither one of them are good ways to walk in spiritual warfare. So spiritual warfare is what the enemy is trying to do to actively destroy yeah. what God is doing on this earth. Wow. Yeah. And he is always, Jesus is always wanting to be glorified and, and restore, repair, revive, and, and heal us in every area of our life. Mm. And the enemy is to steal, kill, and to destroy. Mm. And so we are in a war, but we have the victory through Christ. And I think so many times women or men, they often just think, I don't want to get into that. You don't have a choice to get in it. As believers, we get to get into this. And it's not because, man, I want to hype up what's going on. No, we never over hype up the enemy. He's a defeated foe. But we also go, yeah, this is a war. Yeah. You know? And I think to say we don't have a war just is ridiculous. Mm. And I think that's often where the church is at. And that becomes really um, egotistical because it's like we can do all things through ourselves. But the reality is we can't. Yeah. Wow. We can't do, we can only do all things through Christ. Yeah. And there's a spiritual war. And we've all walked through that. But um, I think it's giving to the, the, the opposite of what we want to do is give overemphasis to what the enemy's doing. The reality is he, he's doing, but the Bible says that my father's always working, Jesus said. So meaning we, he's always working all things together for wow. our good. So I, I'm, I'm not saying I want to be in it. It doesn't matter if I want to or <laughs> don't want to. <laughs> You're in it. I'm Here in it because I have four kids. We have a a thriving church. You don't just have an awesome family as Christians without being 
actively involved in spiritual warfare wow. on a daily on a daily basis. So, hmm. y'all like hmm. I get because that was like I was like Whoa. Hey, hey, podcast. <laughs> we're getting off hey, to, here we are. To a we're, great start. we're here now. <laughs> we're here we are now. Locked we in, in it. guys. We in it. <laughs> we in it. So, have you guys experienced that? Like, where you tried to do it all on your own, Jenny? That was like, yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna go off that. Like, one thing I thought about was I had friends back in the day. Uh, during before COVID, we were entering the time of COVID, and we were socially distanced and stuff like that. And um, I had one friend who was very adamant about like this is the end. Jesus is coming back. And like, like all the, you know, trying to puzzle pieces and and trying to get things and on a big whiteboard and figure out, you know, (laughs) he had like the lines and all the YouTube video references and all this stuff. And, um, it was just like a lot of fear. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a lot of fear and a lot of like overemphasis on the devil's at work that, you know, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna take over, take over. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, on the flip side, I also had a friend, um, love her to death. Um, she's very plugged into a church and all this. And um, she was like, well, when I was reading the Bible and we would be leading Bible study, um, you know, I, I, I would highlight the enemy or like I'd pray against the enemy in our prayers um, in times of devotion or whatever. Right. And um, she was saying like, well, I personally don't like to talk about the enemy. You know what I'm saying? Like my church that I go to doesn't like, we don't emphasize him because like it's, he's not important. And just like these two like opposites these two opposites Opposing. in the same small group you know what i'm saying oh and wow my and, i mean mind you it was just we were just friends who like yeah, sure. wanted to get into our word or whatever so um it, the heart behind it was great but like um i was just i just remember not being settled with my one friend who was the guy who was had the whiteboard and all the you know the enemy is he's drawing out yeah, this. right right and then right. and then i also didn't sit like i didn't something didn't sit right with me my friend who's saying like well we just don't talk about him because mm. he is defeated but like we shouldn't talk about him because there's no need almost like you're scared of him right like almost like like they say it's out of him not being important right. but then why wouldn't you mention this like why wouldn't you talk about it exactly if he's at work if he's at work doing something god is greater yeah and they were yeah. both based out of fear in different ways wow you know like my 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 friend over here with the whiteboard, he was based out of fear of like the enemies like causing all this, and we're we're weak and we can't do anything. And then my other friend was on this on the fence of like, well, I don't even want to bring up his name because if I bring up his name, he might come in or whatever, oh. you know. And like, oh, wow, yeah. And like for me personally, it was like, yeah, wow. It was like, so where do where do we go? Do we talk about him or do we not? You know what I'm saying? Do is. Is he powerful or is he not, you know? And um, I think one of the biggest revelations for me, and I th- I'm pretty sure I learned this either in Chi Alpha or um, just at New Life, was the fact that God and the enemy are not equal. Ooh, come on. You know? Come They're on, not, say that. That's a lie that I, I believed all my life um, walking. Wow. Um, so you felt like like God was here and he's going to win eventually, but he's <laughs> equal with the enemy. I thought, I thought there was Warren. I thought kind of like, like the oh, angel and like, demon on the yeah, shoulder. Yeah. You thought it was battle Royale. So I watched, I watched the old time cartoons, boomerang, Tom shout out boomerang. <laughs> We're not sponsored, but I oh thought, you gosh. know, <laughs> you know, they had the angel and they had the demon. And I'm like, okay, well it's, it must be like God and the enemy fighting. Like, yeah. And I'm like, it's not that. <laughs> the battle's been won. Yeah. Take heart. And and there was so much relief, like when I heard Ooh. that for the first time. I want to say it was from you, but I, I can't. I'm not sure. But like, it probably was. It probably was. It probably was. Shout out, mom. <laughs> um, but like, just the relief of the fact that like the enemy is not equivalent to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. He's defeated. Yeah. But we 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 can talk to uh, talk about him. Yeah. Um, or else, I mean, and obviously we wouldn't be like having this conversation yeah, if there yeah. wasn't a process to walk out. Exactly. In his, uh, he is defeated. Yeah. But also, like, we've got this great big life. We to have live. a role. Yeah. We have a role to play. Exactly. We have a role to play. Re- reading in Ephesians, you know. Um, Savannah, you didn't get to answer that. I'm sorry. You go, go. You're you're just singing. I love it how you just like sing the little riffs. Like right. Jordan says something. Like, I was like, I didn't it. know we were um releasing our first Riffin. song. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I think it's important when we look right, at Ephesians probably. six. <laughs> when we look at Ephesians six, it's talking about the whole armor of God. It says, "Put on the whole armor of God." That's good. And this is Ephesians six eleven. Was where I'm starting. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Those are very different specific things. Mm. Wow. So for us to just go, yeah, we don't have an enemy. You are 
not you, but that person is playing the fool. Yeah. They are just in denial because these are the words that we are literally being told. So I'm going to read it again. For we not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, which is really important. He's just telling us to stand. Mm. He's like, you stand with what I've given you. You stand in that. Mm. And it's really important that they're, you know, the enemy's going to come against you, but you just keep standing. Yeah. These things are going to come. They're out there. Yes, they're there. Don't fight in the flesh with this. Don't operate in this. And, and that's why it's really important to not be offended because that is fighting this in the flesh. And so the enemy wants us to get offended so that we don't look at those people and see their souls. We don't look wow, at uh, yeah. we don't look at situations. He wants us to get an offense. And so it says, therefore take up the whole arm of God that we may be able to stand to, to be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore having girded your waist with the truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness, okay, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you may be able to um, quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. That is a very active stand. That is not a stand of shaking knees. Mm -hmm. That is a stand of there's going to be fiery darts thrown at you. What are you going to do about it? okay, I, I better do something. And these things aren't like, sometimes we get the little video or we get the little pictures as a child, you know, I got to put on the shield of faith. And we're like, I look like a Roman soldier in the spirit. Like, what is this? I mean, they did but this is, these are, these are examples because they could see this. They knew what it looked like yeah. to be a soldier on the front yeah. line. Like there's yeah. no one with half a brain that would stand at the front of a war and say, do you want armor? And I got it. Mm. There's no, and we cannot have a family and think that we are not going to be actively attacked by Ooh. the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. We don't ever have it. We have nothing without God, but we have everything in him. Yeah. And it always goes back to the word and the spirit empowers us. But it's really important. A lot of these things that I'm reading to you, some people, we read it and we go, yeah, yeah, I know the scripture. And you kind of read ahead, even if I'm reading it, mm. let's not do that. Let's go back to what that says. It says, waste of truth, having girded your waist with truth, which is the Bible, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, which is we live right. Mm. You know, this is Ephesians 6. This is at the very end of Ephesians where most people use this for understanding of the armor of God. They understand spiritual warfare by reading this. But all Ephesians 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 is basically wives submit to your husbands. In honoring to God, children obey your parents mm. and it's going on. And it says walk in wisdom, marriage, how to be, even it says children and parents. And then it says how to walk in unity, how to walk in love, appreciate what God is. I mean, it is very practical, righteous things. And we can't just say, well, I'm just going to stand in the spirit. This isn't like you aren't walking. You have to walk with God to be, you know what I mean? Do you know what it feels like? It feels like if you have a husband, a wife, two and a half kids, and a dog that you're going to have a great life. Mm. Like, it doesn't feel like I literally know people that are like, all I'm trying to do is just get married. And if I can just get to the next thing, then my life is going to be okay. And it almost feels like, okay, like that's like, it's almost like that dream is a substitute for standing and standing in righteousness. Mm. Or like that dream is a substitute for. It's not either or. Uh, Yeah. We have to. We can never fulfill a good, we can never fulfill what God wants us to be fulfilled in marriage without him. And it's the lie of the enemy that you could, Yes, but it does feel that way. Like it really does. I mean, it feels like, I, I never really realized that until you're talking, like saying like, these are all the things I'm like, you know, I think that I was toiling before marriage, not even like so much in like, a, oh, I'm just like dying to get married, but I, it was just tough, hard. And I felt like once I arrive, I'm going to get like settled in. And then, like, this won't be so difficult. And then it ramped up. (laughs) I was like, ugh. And so I didn't realize that having a family and establishing a home and fulfilling the mandate to be fruitful and multiply was going to come with so much spiritual, like, spiritual warfare. Mm. I thought it was going to be like, we're going together, baby. We're going to be. Especially if you are the first one on both sides. Yes. Especially if you're the first one. And that's not a don't do it. It's. That's going to come because the enemy oh, yeah. has had a pattern 
this is, oh, yeah. he has said, this was my lineage. It's been and, his territory. Right. Sure. And so now yeah. you're standing and saying no. But the beautiful thing is my children, you, even though you're not my f- flesh and blood, <laughs> you're not my flesh and blood, but I can look at you and go, you wouldn't be like, I believe that you wouldn't be in the place. And I'm not saying that as a haughty place. I'm saying if I hadn't fought the battles that I fought when mm-hmm. I first got saved and yeah. when I first got married. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it's, I mean, yeah. it's just like you get to walk in that victory. Yeah of what I stood in, not knowing of the countless hundreds of thousands of spiritual children, let alone our four children. Mm-hmm. But like you guys are just building and standing on the, the, the bedrock of Jesus Christ because I did it. And you're doing that now. Mm-hmm. And well, you've been doing that now. And I think even with the breakthrough that you're talking about, that only came from making sure that like, each one of us was under a level of authority. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what, to, that's to what, be, to be a that's what Ephesians all that yeah. is. It's talking about, Hey, you guys all want, you, you need to stand in authority. He's telling you this, don't do this, but you have to do all of this. Yeah. Make sure your relationships are right. Make sure you're walking in unity and, right. and love and, and community and that you're, you're in fellowship with one another. Your church is in order. Don't mm-hmm. just walk in and go, I'm going to just cast out the devil. No, the enemy comes in through disunity. Mm-hmm. So it's that spiritual atmosphere. And not being submitted. Come which on. Is, I mean, which, yeah. it, which is literally, I know people that are lone rangering it out in their walk with God and they want levels of authority, but they're not anywhere. They're not tied anywhere. They're not tied down. They're not with like, even with people that could run with them, let alone a body of believers. And they like, there, I mean, there are people who just are like crazy prophetic and get really, really often weird. And then they have like all of the like super flighty things. People are like, well, I definitely don't want that. Right, right, right. <laughs> but there, but then their house is a wreck because they're not under any authority. They can't, they, and they don't have a spiritual legacy that they can inherit because right. they're just right. off alone doing whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I was thinking about it like, it, we were it was me and Anna. Me and Anna. Anna's my girlfriend, and um, I remember coming to. She's a cutie. She she's amazing. I love Anna. And um, we were going to Sav and Cody's house, and um, we were I, as we as we talk about all this, like I guess before our, the pre, the preface is like it starts now, like so yeah. preparing and like setting yeah. up that legacy and like um, fighting the battles like here before you get there. Um, it starts now, whether you're married whether you're not married like college high school whatever it starts like right now where you're at and you never stop yeah so even when someone's 85 they don't just get to go done (laughs) no no you if you're living you have to stand in authority and take up your cross and hold up the shield of faith yeah it's so true right so and what you're going to be doing now you're still going to be doing when you're in your 80s yeah right because we and and i think often what we don't understand, and you've heard me say this, but we don't, we, reading about David, you know, we're just reading about Bathsheba and all of that in our Wednesday night group. And I'm thinking, I've taught on that of how the Lord really spoke to me. Many people are like, ah, oh, it's just battle to battle. When am I going to get a break? And yeah. one time I'm <laughs> reading this about David and the Holy Spirit's like, the battle is a gift. Yeah. You have to understand that you're never out of a battle. You're living on this earth. I don't mean it, but it keeps us strong. It keeps us focused because yeah. the enemy's constantly coming and it kept David out of sin. Yeah, that's true. Because when we understand I'm in a battle, I, you know, then we understand we're like, I don't have time to just go. I can just, right. I can veg. I can watch Harry Potter. No, you don't put that stuff in your eyes because I need to be spiritually aware and spiritually awake. Now I'm not bashing you and I'm not bashing you, but I'm like, don't do it. We love you, but we don't love Harry Potter. We do not love. He opens up. I believe personally, I believe personally that there's too much of an easy, easy go lucky, no big deal when it comes to the spiritual atmosphere and people will let things in and then they don't understand where these other things are starting to come through. I mean, Savannah can talk through things that she's had to go through, through the home and the Holy Spirit will say, take this out, take this out. And so it was like, we have not to be, my really, house. not in my not house, in not, my in my house. House. Not, not Harry, not Gary, not Jerry. <laughs> oh, we love Harry or Gary, but not the Potter. Right. Oh, bless. <laughs> you actually- no, seriously. Well, I mean, I think, okay. so I think the reality, yeah. like so for good. me, like pe- here's what I found. Yeah. People feel like, well, that's your conviction. Sure. Right. But it's sure. an open door. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. I literally was telling someone today, I was on the phone with them and they were like, yeah, like I just don't like understand this particular situation in my life. And I was like, have you talked to the people in your household? Mm. 
Because when I have something weird going on in my home and I walk in and I look out the window and you're like, that looked like something out the window, Mm -hmm. I don't take it lightly. Or like if I feel fear and I am not a naturally, even if I was a naturally fearful person, that's the spirit of fear rising up, trying to do something, trying Mm -hmm. to disturb, trying to be in, trying to be in where he's not welcome. And so that is well, where he's a usurper. The exactly. enemy is a usurper. So it's not like he's going to come in and knock and we're going to go, yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> There's going to be times that he's going to try to steal. Yeah. He, he's, he's a thief and he's yeah. a murderer. He's a liar. So he's going to try to come in so much more. We need to look at something and go, do I want the result of this in my home? Mm-hmm. Well, and some people literally will just sit at home scared. And that's why even like they'll walk in and be like, oh, it's scary in here and just go to bed. Nope. <laughs> like, for, like, But I literally remember feeling that way. And I remember talking to Taylor Sims and we were like years yeah. and years and years ago. Shout out to Taylor. Shout, shout out to Taylor. Yeah. And she and I had felt that way for so long because I remember when I was a teenager, I used to lay down on my bed every night and every single night I was tormented. Sure. Every mm. night. And sure. I would like try to go to close my eyes. And don't eyes you and think was, there are people right now that are watching that, that that is their norm. And I yes. want you to know that does not have to be your future. That's not normal. But it's I, not normal. It should not be normal for a spirit filled, for a Christian. Yeah. Yes. It yes. is not. I was following Jesus, reading right. my Bible. I would close my Bible. But because it people don't bed. address it. They don't talk about yes, it. Yes. Yes. And no. so literally I didn't know. So I would lay down and I would look up and just see stuff floating in my room. Sure. No lie. Sure. And it was and it. I did not That's know what it was mm-hmm. to even begin. I would just be like, Jesus, I'm so scared. Put like, your blanket but over. But I didn't know. Yeah, I, I would think there was stuff under my bed and think that it was, think that it was just my imagination. Yeah. So then years down the line, I would still get scared in the dark. I would be walking through. And I remember Taylor Sims being like, yeah, I will go inside my house and I'll just, and I will pray until I feel the peace of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And just something as simple as that, I went home, I felt that same fear, and I prayed until I felt breakthrough. And it was the first time that I realized, I was like, I can pray until breakthrough. I've done that in other things, but not in the things that I that gotten so comfortable for me because I was so used to being with it. Wow. And that's, that's a, a great reality that so many people right now, there's people that are watching that are right now going, I don't have to live like this. My yeah. child doesn't have to live like this. And we don't. As, as, as believers, we don't have to, but it says, finishing up where it says that we um, quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So with the shield of faith, and we take the helmet of salvation, which is on our mind, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end and with all perf- perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me. He says that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, which I am ambassador in chains, that I'm in it may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And I, so I'm like, he's giving all these things, right? God's saying all these things. And then he says, and may may I be bold. Paul's like, okay, I'm just going to add this right here. Pray for me that I may be bold. And I think, you know, we have, we need boldness. Mm. We do. We really need boldness. This is Paul who wrote most of, I mean, he's, he's shipwrecked, all these things that you think he's just bold. No, he's constantly asking God to give him boldness. And he's asking this church in Ephesus, hey, pray that I'm bold. And so we need to pray for each other that we're bold because every battle looks like, it's easy for me to look at Jordan and go, duh, you just cast that thing off. You do this, you do that. I have to pray for him to be bold, but also when I'm bold, it encourages him to be bold. And when he's bold, it encourages me to go, oh, so right now there are people that are like, I feel bold. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like this is giving me faith. They can feel this being built up. And so um, when you want me to share about when we first got married, because when I got, when I wasn't saved, there was, I was terrorized before I got saved, I had night terrors. Mm. And so I could only sleep. This was years ago with something called the radio. And you would actually put this radio on and it was an AM station. We know radios from our cars. Okay. Mm. So in this, so when I was in high school, I couldn't sleep because of the, the, the terror dreams that I would just have. I didn't know what they were called. I just would see things. I just knew I wouldn't, as a non-Christian, I wouldn't watch horror movies because I knew that those demons that are coming, they're real. I'm like, I don't want to watch that. I knew. I'm like, I'm not open that. I see that when I'm trying to sleep. Why would I want to see that when I'm Ooh. not? I knew. I'm like, you don't play with that stuff. 
So in that, <laughs> you know, and even watching documentaries on people that have done like crazy things, like don't open that up. Like the Bible says, did not even talk about what those people have done in secret. Don't open that up. And so in that, what I, I knew that. So when I got saved, I immediately, that was gone. And I began to see dreams and visions. I would, I would be, I know. And that was a, that was something God really, like that was something immediately. Well, that was just normal, but I wouldn't see like tons of angels. It wasn't like that, but I would just see things. I would understand. Oh, well, this is it. This is how I'd fast. This is, and I would just see things, but it was always good. So it went from seeing the dark, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. To all of a sudden I'm seeing what God's doing in the light, right? Yeah. So then we get married. We moved to Atlanta. We're new. I'm 20 years old, been saved two years full-time ministry. And I'm laying in bed. We're in this new apartment complex in Atlanta, Norcross, Georgia. And we're laying there and I am like trying to sleep. And Bill is literally snoring. And I'm laying in bed. Yeah, it'd be like that. Sorry. It's like, yeah, it's not always that the women see more than the men. It's not always that case. I understand that. But for Bill sleeping like a baby, right? And I am laying there going, there are demons everywhere. And I could see him flying. I could, we're on the fourth floor and I could see him flying above. I could see him flying below. And so for like four nights, I kept waking Bill up, pray, pray. So he'd get up in the name of Jesus. Just, and he'd, whatever just pray, he would pray, pray, he would pray, he would pray. It would just be like the peace of God would just fill me, fill our apartment. We had this little one bedroom apartment, right? And so oh, I could sleep. The fourth night, Bill looks at me, he goes, you pray. And he turned over and starts snoring. And I'm like, the audacity. He won't even pray for me. And so I'm like, I'm laying there. And then I'm like, God, what do you want me to, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? And he said, many people have lived in this apartment. They live above and they, and every time they come, these things are operating and they have free range. You plead the blood of Jesus over every door, over every window, take anointing oil, which was probably just some olive oil that I had. And you go anoint it and you take authority and say, not in my house. Every mirror, everything. And let me just tell you, I, the, the peace of God, not one more demon did I see in the next year that we lived there. And I actually was in our bedroom and I was hiding in the closet one time just praying because we had a whole bunch of, like some kids were over and I just wanted some time with God. I felt him call me just to get time with him. And I go in the closet and that was one of the most awaring, awaring is not the right word. I make up words when I don't know. Uh, most <laughs> aware I've ever felt of an angelic being besides seeing and hearing them talk, right? But it was like, I'm sitting and I had read somewhere, I don't know if it was Smith Wigglesworth, Somebody had talked, John G. Lake, I think, he's talking about these revivalists, you know, and they were talking about how they felt the feathers of God ruffle, like the, 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 the feathers of God ruffle. And I'm like, I've seen so much demonic stuff that I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it. Well, and you don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. And so I'm in the closet and I just ask God. Now, this sounds crazy. I've never asked him since. But I just, I'm thinking about that. And I'm, all of a sudden I felt feathers go all the way up and down. Like I could just feel I was completely, it was like this Holy Ghost. It was like the dove of the Holy Spirit. So I don't know if it was an angel. I don't know. But the presence of God came so strongly in a place that when we first moved in was full of demons. Wow. And I believe the people above me and the people below because God's presence is so much stronger than any demon that I believe that they were impacted. Mm. Because if we think that the devil leaves this presence, talk about God. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. devil felt like lightning. Yeah. There wasn't this, you've sinned, now let's have a debate, we're gonna go to trial. He was gone. Mm. There was, he was gone. The devil doesn't get to just stay when it's our house, where God's children, God wants to our children to have encounters with him in their sleep. He wants our families, he wants you to have a dream and vision about the church and about worship and podcasts. But we've been allowing the enemy in. He doesn't even have to steal. He can walk in. He has a key. What the heck are we doing? Seriously, just we have to wake up and understand the enemy is a liar and he's a good liar. He's a good liar. And so what he'll do is he'll take things and he'll weave things from our past that the blood of Jesus washes. And we've given up authority that is, right, that is ours to kick him out. 
and he hates that this podcast is being done. On the on the theme of you talking about how he doesn't even have to break in, that the door is just open. Um, we were at Fine Arts, and um, there was so Fine Arts is like a festival with youth. You guys know, and um, I was like this Christian festival or whatever, and we've gone for years and years and it's always just been this like sweet, like youth service. But this time, um, starting from like day one or two, there would just be like, just manifesting, like happening. People would just be like starting, you know, just worship. randomly in worship. Oh, yeah, yeah so, 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 so we're like, together. We're, yeah, so we're together. <laughs> we're in worship. All of a sudden you just hear somebody just go, ah, like scream. And you're just like, what not a good scream, like, not a good scream. Literally. Or just someone just being like, Woof. And I'm like, what the? Now let's let's be clear. This was not God, okay? It was distraction. This was a distraction of the enemy. And I, I was like, this is crazy. So anyway, there was one night specifically where um there was a there was this call to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I remember they were like, if you want to get filled with the Holy Spirit, come to the altar. And I remember there was like, it was like this arena. So it was like this bowl of an arena of just tons of youth students. And um, all of a sudden, just the the um, altars just get full of students and so full that there were students standing like um, in the rows, like wanting to come down. There was just no room. And so um, as he's there, it was just a sweet moment where he just said, God, fill him. And it wasn't this whole like showy thing. It was just a sweet, quiet moment because you don't have to be loud for God to move. Like he doesn't, he doesn't need your like, shut up, like, like, or you're like blowing on people or pushing people down. Like coats, you don't, the coats like crazy, like, like, like praying in tongues. Amazing. I'm not putting that down, but what I'm saying is like, it doesn't have to be this thing. Um, and so it was a sweet thing. And, and I remember it was just pretty quiet. There's just soft music playing. And all of a sudden you just hear this scream and it's like, no. And I'm like, I hear it from behind me. I was praying for a couple of students and I was like, what in the world? And it was like, no. And it was this girl and she's screaming just, no. But it's not a scream like you're screaming. It it sounds it's, eerie, like yeah, chalk on, yeah, nails like, on the chalkboard. Yeah, like, no, like yeah, that. That's what it was. And then I was like, what the? And it was like, no, like that kind of scream, okay? Yeah. And so I was like, what in the, and so I was like, I had the thought, I was like, you know, this is a packed house of students. I wonder if someone is literally like just manifesting without a leader to pray over them. So I'm like, where is she? Sure. So I go looking for her. I'm like, which I absolutely love that you go after that. So I'm because like, where like, is she? Because not because you want the attention and yeah. you're trying, you're literally saying this girl needs to be covered because she she's going prayer. to get delivered. Yeah. Yeah. She she is like needing to get free. And so I was like, like send, like send me, I want to go find her. So I'm looking through, she wasn't actually far from me. And so to paint a picture, like she was very tall and like, just like bigger build. And, um, I remember just, she may have been like, like five foot 11 or something. And, um, there was a few guys praying over her and I just start laying hands and, um, we're just nothing crazy. Just Jesus. Jesus, free her in Jesus' name. Whatever yeah. is inside of her, you have to go in the name of Jesus. And we're just praying and agreeing. And all of a sudden, one of the guys praying over, he looks into her face and he says, what is your name? And all of a sudden, out of her mouth comes, she's mine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that'll, I was like. <laughs> that'll do it. Honestly. Liar. <laughs> and Liar. so he said, tell me your name. And he says, she's mine. Now, let me just tell you, this was not her speaking, okay? Mm -mm. And so the youth director comes over and he goes, we got to get this girl out. She's distracting. Because at this point, people, tons of people are turning around. I'm on a microphone, so I'm not trying to scream, but it was really loud. And so we're like, okay, we got to get her out. All of a sudden, here comes this maintenance guy of the arena with his broom and dustpan. And he's like, I know where we can go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this guy's not paid enough to be. <laughs> to, this is like where they have like hockey games. He's probably like, what is going on? And so we go to this like back hallway and 
honestly, when he, they got, when the youth director said, we got to get her out, I looked at the guys, it's like four of us. And I was like, how? Because she's <laughs> big and this thing is like, she's mine. And so the only way, I'm honestly, this was the first miracle that took place was we got her out of the arena. I, by the grace of God, literally, I the only way I can describe it is like pulling like a dog that doesn't want to go somewhere. Literally, like he was like, in the name of Jesus, you will come. In the name, we're literally, I'm like, all right, Lord, mm-hmm. get her out. So we got her out. And all of a sudden we take her to this back hallway. And that's important that people understand yeah. that biblically, it yeah. says that it has the to seven submit. sons of Sceva were sent away when they went to try to you know, cast something out mm-hmm. that they were sent away, bruised and beaten mm-hmm. up and naked, mm-hmm. seven men. Mm-hmm. So you can't just go onto this. We, it is not against flesh and blood. Yeah. You have like, here, here's, a, here's the blood. thing. Like if I wasn't ready to be praying for her, I would not have been praying for her. Let me, let me tell you right now, I've been pleading the blood of Jesus over me, my family, my friends, my church, <laughs> my dog, my, my dog, my cat. We're still praying over my cat, <laughs> but, <laughs> just kidding. but no, literally and like, we, and we had a youth student that was like, yeah, I wasn't about to go over there. Yeah. I just prayed. I, just, <laughs> I was just from where I was, which, which was, yeah, which was great. But, it, but if you don't, if you are not in the word and if you can't show up to battle without your sword, well, not every battle is your assignment. True. So you can pray and you can stand in the gap. You know, Jordan might've looked and go, I don't, I'm not, I I don't feel the call to go there. I was not there. I I was actually upstairs praying over the whole gathering and you could feel the heaviness. It was like, it wasn't just her. And all I could tell you is right around the time later on when, when she was delivered, spoiler alert, obviously, um, because Jesus is stronger. But when that happened, you could feel it break. Yeah. Yeah. So literally we take her to the back hall and we're just praying over her and she's like all like out of her mouth is still she's mine and we're just like in the name of Jesus like you have to go like in the name of Jesus and all of a sudden the youth the youth director looks at me and he goes hey if she's opened this door and she's invited this into her life um we just need to pray peace over her and let her go and then this guy goes sweetie he grabs her by the face and says sweetie do you want to get free today she goes, no. And he goes, baby, look at me. And while this is happening, her nails are gritting the cement wall. And, <laughs> and, and he said, baby, do you want to get free? He asked her three times. And then on the fourth time, he said, sweetie. And the whole time she goes, no. The fourth time he said, do you want to get free today? And she says, yes. And she drops to her knees, gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. The demons literally leave. And she lifts her hands and starts worshiping the Lord. Come on. Ooh. Come on. And it was just in a moment. And, and this is the power of your surrendered yes, where you just say, God, yes. Yes. I give you my yes. The power of your surrendered yes is so much stronger than the enemy trying to come against you. And so after we pray, operating in your life, operating your on, life and your yes. family, da, 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 you just giving God your surrendered yes and say, God, whatever is in Jesus. me, I give to you. And I just want all of you. Jesus. And so she did that. And it, in a moment, it just instant, instant, instantaneously. And so then we, um, after it ends, one of the guys was praying. He goes, do you remember what just happened? What was the last thing you remember? She goes, um, I just remember going up to the altar for Holy, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I just remember something taking over, taking over my body. And I, but I could hear you guys praying for me. Mm. And he goes, well, I'm going to tell you what happened. And I look at him like, you're sure you're going to tell her? And he says, when you answered the call to be baptized on the Holy Spirit, there was demons inside of you that didn't want to leave. And so they were fighting. And he said, but they're gone now. And you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And she just starts crying. And one of the guys comes up to her. He goes, sweetie, is there anything in your life that you haven't surrendered to the Lord? And she just starts bawling. She says, my brother is schizophrenic. And he's abused me. And he's abused my best friend. He raped her and he's gone to jail and he's out of jail now. And I hate him and I don't want to forgive him. And this guy says, I'm 54 years old. My brother abused me from when I was a child to a teenager. And he says, I'm now a missionary and my brother is also a missionary. And he says, my brother's never apologized. And he said, but I've forgiven him. And I don't have to be held captive to the enemy anymore. And he says, your unforgiveness isn't hurting your brother. And it's not freeing your friend. That's right. 
But he says, it's opening the door to the enemy right. to come oh, and wreak wow. havoc in your life. Right. And he said, the door is now closed. Will you forgive your brother today? Yeah. And she goes, I can only do it with Jesus' help. That's right. That's right. And he says, he's here with you to help you. Right. Mm. And she literally got on her knees and she said, devil, you have no authority over yeah. my life. Yeah. I'm That's a right. child of God. Jesus, yeah. come on. I give you the unforgiveness that I've held on to. Mm. And I declare that I forgive my brother today, tomorrow, and the yes. days to come. Yes. And, and she said that she will let this be a testimony that she will tell others and that she's going to walk her family through yeah. the process of forgiveness. Mm. And it was all in a moment where she just gave God her full yes. Mm. And on. it didn't have to be this whole emotional experience. Unforgiveness can sometimes be like, well, how do I begin to forgive? You can just tell your feelings. You got to align with me, mm. with my will to forgive and the will that we have in yeah. Christ yeah. To, yeah, yeah. to forgive and to let go of the... Um, just the hurt and the pain that people have caused on us. As you just say, you know what feelings? That's right. And hurt and pain. You've got to align That's with, right. with yeah. my, my desire to forgive this person. Sometimes it's just you saying that and it's and, not and always, God as, does it. and God does it. And it's not always this huge emotional experience, but we have to understand that unforgiveness is a tool of the enemy. It's an yeah. entrance. Yeah. And unforgiveness is an open door and all he needs literally like I'm joking about my cat, but literally I'll be like in a, in um, the bathroom in my cat. If I like just barely crack the door, my cat will just be like, and she'll just come in. And I just feel like that is literally the enemy. He just needs a little crack, yeah. just little offenses that feel like no big deal are a big deal. So and we're in a, we're in a time where compromises, there's none. Yeah. And he's looking for a pure bride. And, and when we compromise, just even in the smallest of things, like, oh, whatever, that's no big deal. I'll just let it go. But you're not letting it go. Mm-hmm. You're just letting it bury. And you're it's holding take, on and to it. It's taking hold of you. And it's taking hold of you. And yes. that's a cracked door. That, that, that's all the enemy needs. And so... Um, now, to say that doesn't mean everyone who's walking through a fence is going to have a demon. That's not what you're mm-hmm. saying. But it is something that could open the door to the enemy. And you just, you, that's why Jesus says we have to, we, we forgive yeah. as we've been forgiven at the cross. It's not either yeah. or. Yeah. If we want to be forgiven at the cross wholly and completely, we have to forgive everyone else yeah. wholly and completely immediately. And that only comes through the, the, the strength of God. Yeah. That only Super comes through the blood of Jesus. We had a lady that just got baptized uh, two months ago and she said she had so much unforgiveness in the past, just horrible stories that had been done to her. And she said, I, I'd become, she became a Christian and she said, I only knew I need to forgive, but I don't have the strength to do it. So what I knew the next step in salvation was I'm trying to forgive them but Lord, you said to be baptized, so I'm going to be baptized. When she, mm. she said, when I got in the tank and they put me in the water, she said it was immediately gone. So All good. the bitterness was gone. She goes, this bitterness that I've held since childhood. Good. It's like w- obedience breaks the enemy's chains off of our lives. Yeah. Obedience to the word of God. And we don't have the strength in ourselves. The Holy Spirit gives us the strength to obey God. Mm-hmm. You know? That's really good. And I, and I think like, as we just fall more in love with Jesus, we have a desire to obey him because we love him. And it's a grace. And it's, yeah. It's not this, I have to. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's you not like to. this, it's not this, I have to. It's like, I love you. So why wouldn't I want to let these things yeah. go? Out of my love for you, I want to obey you. There's a song, <laughs> literally, I've like, you're talking about like the Harry Potter stuff. Like there's just been like, you know, I've had rooms in my house where I'm like, eh, that's a creepy room. And I finally was like, you know what? I'm going to stop letting the devil bully me yeah, out of being so in this good. room. Mm. And so I'm driving to the house to pray over this room. And I'm literally listening to Tiffany Hudson obey. <laughs> she says, I will obey you, not because I have to, but because I love you. I was like, Lord, wow. <laughs> I was like, no spirit, but the Holy Spirit is about to be in here. <laughs> and I'm casting this thing out. Not because I'm like, oh, but I'm like, because I love Jesus so much. So I don't want anything else in my house so other than him, other than the presence of the Lord. And so I remember when I walked in there, just to the point of Harry Potter, because pause, I'm a pastor's kid. <laughs> I thought Harry, I was like, okay, Harry Potter. Okay. Well, you're our pastor. You're our kid. So yeah. not everybody feels like the way, because of how I grew up and the salvation experience that I had of the yeah. darkness to light, it was like, you don't play with it. Yeah. You just don't play with it. Where other people, and I know that they do lots of things and they think it's cool. And that's, that's between them and God. For me yeah. and my house, not well, in my house. Literally, I was like, so um, this is like, my mom's going to be like, oh my gosh, but she already knows this. But anyway, like you already knew this when um, just growing up, you know, in like a Christian home and stuff, like, I guess I have that perspective of like, just a very like 
Christian home, I, um, we were like never allowed to watch Harry Potter, just stuff like that. And so when I got married, I was like, I want to watch Harry Potter, like see if it's really stupid. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> and so I knew she was going to say that. So anyways, I was like, I want to like literally like, okay, Harry Potter. And so I remember watching, I was like, this is a little dark. Like, okay. And then I was like, oh, then you had like a little smidge of a seance. I was like, and we're turning it off. Um, <laughs> I'm like, just a little, um, and so anyways, fast forward to like a month ago, I was like, you know what? Literally, I'm not going to let the enemy intimidate me out of being in this room. I was like, I called my friend up. I was like, I need you to just pray over the phone because I'm like, I'm not going to lie. This room gives me heebie-jeebies and I got the anointing oil. I go to the house and I get upstairs and I go to pray over the room. And I said, and it's a storage room. And so I said, Lord, you're going to have to reveal to me what's in here that feels off. Like if there's anything that's been an open door that has allowed something in, because I was like, there's just so much stuff. It could have taken me like hours to go through, look for looking for stuff. And as soon as I say that, I literally trip over like a Harry Potter something. And I was like, I tell my friend, I was like, okay, probably a coincidence. Like, I'm not going to just give all like, you know, the credit to that. <laughs> like it's Harry Potter. I know. And she was like, it's not going to hurt to throw it away. I was like, no, you're right. You're right. And so then, um, I was like, Lord, I still feel like there's something in here. So I picked it up and I was throwing it away. And I was like, I feel like there's something still in here. And I said, Jesus, like, what is it? And, and um, literally I just had this like vision, which I don't have typically. So anyway, I had this vision of underneath the bed, there was like this, these black snakes, like just Oof. literally doing that. And I was like, Amanda, to my friend on the phone, I was like, I just saw these black snakes under the bed. She goes, well, you know what you got to do? Get under the bed. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm screaming. Okay. I was like, I was like you better not hang up on me. And so I literally get down and I literally, the only thing under the bed was a Harry Potter DVD with Voldemort and like the snakes on it. And I was like, so good. I was like, mom was right. Okay. So yeah. Right. Um, and ever since then, I haven't felt I like that. I tell you the reason, one of the biggest reasons, obviously, was, yeah, I didn't want that. But there was a pastor that came from Venezuela and he was speaking when we lived in Orlando and he had a mega church. And he said it was re on the regular, people would levitate in the crusades. There's so much witchcraft. Ew. And he rebuked our church. He said, the American church is too loose with what you call white witchcraft. Come on. And he said, and it is literally taking root in this nation. And he said, we are seeing the effects of it in our nation. And he said, it is normal for people to be yeah. having horrible things happening to them. And they understand that is demonic. And he said, but you guys just are letting it in through kids things, through yeah. all this stuff. So that yeah. for me, I said, I don't, I don't want this in. So God, anytime. And I actually watched, I'm not trying to bash anyone that watches it, but you need to let God yeah. go through anything. Anything in your home, anything, any book, anything. Just and don't be fearful. Don't and, do it. And if you're and if you're having a hard time letting something go, um, I want you to grapple with that. Yeah, you know, like if there's something you're like, oh, come it on. Is, I think it's going to help a lot of people because there's people that right now your your child is dealing with something. You're dealing with something. It might be a thought. It might be a same sex attraction. It yeah. might be something else. Where did this thing come? If you there's just the enemy comes in and you're not in sin because you have this thought. Mm -hmm. But when you're having all these, like, what is going on? You know, you hear the story of you, you can't, you can't help it if a bird flies over your nest, yeah. the thoughts are going to come, but you, you can't help it if it builds a nest mm -hmm. and starts having babies in your head. Right. So we have to take authority, but there's been things that I've thought that are like, what's going on? Why is this happening? Mm -hmm. Is there something? And I've asked God, a good example was um, Bill doesn't have, um, Pastor Bill doesn't have a lot of dreams and visions like that. But when he does, I'm like really tuned in. And not every dream and vision is from God. It has to line yeah. up to the word, right? Yeah. And you need to seek spiritual counsel. Yeah, Sometimes it's, it's an immediate thing that the Lord, often it'll be immediate thing or he'll, it'll be an invitation to pray through something. Yeah. It'll mm -hmm. be like, he'll give me insight into something, right? And it's never, whenever God speaks, it gives us hope and clarity, even if it's something that is big and needs to be cast yeah. out. David looked at Goliath and he didn't get afraid. It's when we keep looking at it too long. Yeah. You know, Ben's here helping us. And today I walk into my office and Ben's right with me. And there is a huge wolf spider, the size of like the palm of my hand. <laughs> and I just one. freeze. And I'm like, Ben, and he goes, oh my gosh. 
So we both like stare at it and he's like getting things. He's like, we could kill it with this. And I go, what about your shoe? He goes, my shoes are new. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, my boots are new. And we're literally, and then the, I said, the more I stare at it, the more creeped out I am. Wow. And so I said, I'm just killing it. So I just stomped on it right then. And I just like, in the name of Jesus, and we <laughs> killed it and then he took it out. And it was just, but the, the, the more we stare at it, the more we do any of that, just like Goliath, you know, the more we stare at it, it becomes bigger and whatever. We don't. Well, and the more that we keep looking for things, yeah, you're going to keep finding things. And yeah. so you don't have to keep like, like, you know, like you're talking about witchcraft, like, oh, what's this all about? Like, as you keep digging, you're going to keep finding. Yeah. And so look for the good stuff. Like God, Absolutely. how do I, how do I overcome this stuff? Because like, otherwise people we know get it's weird. Real. Yeah. It gets We've weird. It. it gets kooky. I mean, you could keep going into the new age, white magic, black magic, all this different stuff. And you're going to keep finding, it's like just this like dark hole that you can just keep going on forever and ever and ever. But like, we know it's real. Okay, cool. So now we need to have the tools to like right. overcome we it. We hyper-focus on Jesus. Yeah. And then that gives clarity to everything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, if we hyper-focus yeah, yeah. on the enemy and what he's doing, or we yeah. sit, we focus on this or that, then all of a sudden, I mean, I've seen people go flat out stupid. Yeah. And they call it Satan is coming against us. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've seen it. And they literally, their children aren't even serving the Lord because they just thought, Y'all are crazy. Yeah. Like everything was a demon. Every there was the reality is no, sometimes you just need to go to bed. You're having a bad day. Yeah. And you're not getting attacked by no, all of hell is not against you. You just need to eat something. You're hungry. And sometimes too, like uh, here's what I'll say to say this and this. We're talking about not in my house and how like spirit we have spiritual warfare, there's spiritual battles. There are also times where your kids have to face their own reality of what's attacking and coming against them. Mm. And so there have been moments where I've just had to minister to our son, Josiah, he's our older son and just been like, Lord, I trust you that you're walking with Josiah and that you're with him. And so there are seasons we come in and out. And like, I think a general house in order looks like us being in alignment with God and, and then empowering our, and our children. it empowers our Age kids. Appropriate, right. And so with like, I wanted to give that clarifying moment cause I know that's how, what we all think. Um, but there are people that will go off the deep end and forget all about their family. Like it doesn't matter. Hmm. And so I think it's, it is difficult. Yes. To walk that way with the Lord, but it like, it should free you up to right like it frees me up to feel like god i can trust you but it is the harder way and our mm. our words even though i believe in spirit we all believe in spiritual warfare i don't talk about it all the time mm-hmm. i i acknowledge it but i've been with people and i'm like they are they are full of some spirit like i but they're not free yet mm. and so i'll just i'll just find it in the name of Jesus and they don't even know it. Not saying that you're full of something, but you know what I mean? But like, (laughs) you're like, but if I am so they can hear the message of Jesus and be free. Jesus was the most, he, the, the, the sinners and those that were possessed and those that were sick, they wanted to be around Jesus, the prostitute. It was the religious that didn't want to be around Jesus. Right. So we have to remember knowing Jesus doesn't put us all of a sudden of being this. Now I'm going to kill the devil all the time. No, the reality is it's always about the person. And that's what I loved about your story about last, this fine arts mm-hmm. was that that pastor led and was always conscious of there is a person in here. We're not going to just all yeah. of a sudden just focus on whatever's going on. And that person walked away free yeah. and understood I'm going to be, you know, that's the glory of God. He's just like, so about knowing us and helping mm-hmm. us to walk in the freedom of yeah. God. So we don't walk away going, oh, I'm, I'm afraid that'll never happen to me again. No, God is bigger and he's with me and mm-hmm. he just did something great. It's all about him being the center of our story.